Welcome to this latest podcast from the Archives of Disease in Childhood on the Equipped series of articles. This podcast is on the paper about involving patients in quality improvement and was published in the Education and Practice section in February's print copy. It is also available online. I'll hand over now to Kate Pride, Sophie Robertson, and you'll also hear from Kath Evans. Hello, my name's Sophie Robertson and I'm a general paediatrician in Portsmouth. And I'm Kate Pryder, general paediatrician in Southampton. We're talking today about the paper we've written with Kath Evans from NHS England about patient involvement in quality improvements. Today we're just going to talk a little bit about some ideas for involving patients in quality improvement. Then we're going to listen to a recording that Kath Evans made with children, young people and different professionals about involving children in their care. So first of all, I'm just going to talk about who should be involved in quality improvement. And in the paper, we've talked about how individuals, groups or communities can be involved. It's really important to use different methods to gain feedback so that which methods of feedback can be triangulated to get valuable information to help with your quality improvement projects. Another thing I'd like to talk about is some actual practical ideas for how to engage children and young people in quality improvements and improving their care. And here I'm going to hand over to Kate to talk about some ideas and projects that have been used in Southampton. I think I just wanted to pick up actually on one of the things you said, which is about um, making sure that we're involving children and young people and, and seeing things from, from their eyes. And um, for anybody that hasn't seen the Cincinnati bit on YouTube um, about in their shoes and it, it shows you perceptions of um, the different people going through healthcare and makes you think about what they're experiencing. I think it's really important because it's actually only when you are that patient that, that you get some experience and can have some feedback. So what we've been doing in Southampton, well, one of the things that we've done recently, which is really exciting, is we've um, taken this uh, um, pants and tops idea and essentially outside our um, ward, we've now got a great big, colourful, shiny washing line and lots of magnetic pairs of pants and lots of magnetic tops and some wipeable pens and people who um, come and visit the ward can then write on there what they think was pants about their stay and what they think was tops about their stay and accompanying that um, alongside is um, boards that say you said we did um, a bit like they have in kind of supermarkets and stuff and I think this sort of cycle and showing families and um, children and young people what we've done is really important. Another source of feedback that some of you particularly doctors might be using is uh, some of the websites that are out there like I Want Great Care which offers you an opportunity to get feedback from both young people and um, their families. They go online after you they've seen you in um, an outpatient setting or potentially an inpatient setting and can uh, enter the specific URL and then can give you some feedback and that enables you to collate data. The great thing about that is that you can use that for revalidation as well as helping improve your services but it isn't out there for your whole department to see you would need to um, bring that back in for everybody else to do. In Southampton we've also been doing some of the other things that are in the article such as putting the tokens into the pot asking people to say how their care has been, how they feel, smiley faces, the things for populations that aren't as um, literate in, in the spoken in spoken English is really important to think about your population and, and what they're able to interpret and how they're able to interpret things. So sometimes just having visual clues can be really useful. Okay, thank you, Kate. So another couple of things that I'd like to mention. First of all, there is a patient questionnaire available 
from the Royal College of Paediatrics and Child Health on urgent and emergency care, which is um, available for anybody to use for their services. Another thing that's available is the 15 steps from the NHS Institute. This uh, initiative was inspired by a mother who said that when she walked onto a ward within 15 steps, she could say what the care would be like on that ward. And this can be used by multidisciplinary teams on a ward to look at the actual patient experience that their children, young people and families are getting and how they can improve them. And I think one of the crucial steps on that 15 steps challenge, Sophie, is actually that you have a patient or carer as yeah. part of that round, isn't it? You're, yes, you're not it just do, doing that. And I think we should be encouraging everybody to, to get patients going on these, these walkabouts and part of patient safety walkabouts, leadership yeah. walkabouts. And it's making sure we've got representatives of these patients, not only the chronic disease patients, but actually sometimes those patients that are with us for a, for a short time, because that makes up such a large amount of our workload, although there's a small amount of patients that take up a lot of the beds. Yeah, what we've found in Portsmouth is that there are really two groups of patients. There are the patients who are inpatients, I should say, who are inpatient for a long period, who become expert patients with expert parents who understand the system and have a different perception of how things go how things go on on the ward compared to the parents of the children young people who are on the ward for one night or just for one day or have ambulatory care who have a totally different experience of their care and have a totally different understanding of how the system works and I think it's important to appreciate the different feedback and the different understanding that you get from both of those groups. And often we need to be mindful of the context that families and children and young people see us in and what's gone before us because actually so much that may have happened before they've hit secondary care actually can really influence what might happen, how their um, interactions have gone within the community um, is, is really important. I think something that we're all moving towards, obviously, family and friends data and the uh, net promoter score um, across the NHS is something now that we're all being asked to do and to um, meet targets now for children and young people. And for us, one of the challenges really is how to make sure that that's really meaningful and that the information that we get back is then utilised and transferred into something which makes a difference for children and young people. So if anybody's got any suggestions out there about how they're doing it, then we'd be really delighted to hear from you. And there's uh, the email address on the paper to contact us. So let's go over to um, Kath now and hear from her and a group of young people who um, she managed to speak to at this year's NHS Expo. Um, Expo, for those of you that don't know, is the most significant annual health and social care conference um, in the calendar and it unites lots of NHS um, care leaders, commissioners, clinicians, patients, innovators, media, anyone you can think of who's anything to do with the NHS is there. So Kath, let's hear from you. Hello, my name's Kath, I'm a children's nurse and I work for NHS England. Hi, I'm Liz, I'm a youth worker and I work in the regional youth work unit in the northwest. Hello, my name is Helen, I'm Monkey's mum, I'm from Monkey Wellbeing and we write books for children going into hospital and educating them for NHS service use. Hi, I'm Ulster and I'm a children's nurse and I work at the Royal Manchester Children's Hospital. I'm Tom and I'm an NHS England Youth Forum member. Hello, I'm Alex Burrows. I'm a Young Health Ambassador for the East of England. Hello, my name is Tara. I'm a Young Health Ambassador for NHS England. 
we've got a range of practical hints and tips that we'd love to share with you about actually engaging with children and young people. I wonder, Walter, can you tell us about what you've been up to at Royal Manchester Children's Hospital? Certainly. At Royal Manchester Children's Hospital, for the last 10 years, we've been running a uh, youth forum. Uh, started off quite small, involving young people in things like what colour curtains you'd like to wear, uh, to, we, we, we put up and what colour walls would be painted. And it slowly evolved into a very key part of our core work to the point where now we don't do anything within the children's hospital unless we've consulted young people. So, for example, on a monthly basis, children and young people visit a number of our wards. They follow the 15 steps uh, challenge principle and get a feel for a ward and see what they think and, uh, and, and feedback to the ward managers, what they've, what they've seen and what they've felt and make some suggestions for changes and improvements. That's fantastic, Walter. Thanks so much. Helen, you've been doing some work with primary schools. Will you tell us a bit more about that? Yes, it's really important to get children to engage with their health from an early age at primary level. If children are aware of the services, of where to go, how to use services effectively, then it's the key to the future of using NHS appropriately in the future. That's really helpful. And Tom, we've just heard that the NHS Youth Forum has been established. You're one of its members. Will you tell us a bit more about it? So the NHS England Youth Forum sort of represents young people from across the country. So through our Facebook community and other networks with young people, we engage with young people and ask their opinions about the services that the NHS provides uh, to improve the services that the NHS provides. Fantastic. Which particular areas are you going to be focusing on, Tom? So the three priorities that the Youth Forum decides are were communication uh, with health, between health professionals and young people and mental health and sexual health services. Fabulous. Love to hear what Tara and Alex are up to in East of England. Yeah, so really our role is about raising the voice of young children and young people um, in the forums for the maternity and newborn children and young people's forums so hopefully we'll be going out sort of later this week as an example we're going out to a year five class and sort of making asking them sort of what services are they aware of in their area and what they feel is missing and what they would like and then sort of talking with service providers about you know, maybe get, getting these services that they're aware that they're lacking. That's pretty much it, yeah, and hopefully more projects will be coming along that will involve children and young people, so... Yes. Liz, may I ask you, are there opportunities to link with other areas to help health actually involve children and young people? There certainly are, Catherine. It's a real passion of mine to link people together. Every local area has some sort of youth council or youth forum, and there are people there who have an expertise and have links to large populations of young people. So I think getting in touch with those youth councils and those youth workers that support them would be a really good move. Fantastic. We hope that our very brief discussion has given you some great ideas for how you can involve children, young people and their families and carers in their local NHS services. Thanks very much Kath, that was a really interesting discussion and I'm sure everybody listening has got some great ideas from the children and young people involved in that. So Thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And in the words of Maureen Bissigano from the International Healthcare Improvement, she says, doesn't she, we shouldn't be saying to our patient, what's the matter with you? What matters to you? So uh, all of you go out and do that tomorrow.